another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. All right, welcome to the program. Yes, it's myself, Ryan, and it's Nick, but we also have, we have a special guest this week, Matt Johnson. He is the host of the Wagon Wheel podcast, and actually, Matt, you were the former podcast host of the Bills Wire podcast before we came in and wrestled it away from you and stole the name of your own show away and started our own thing and then made you change the name of your podcast. So, first of all, I, I have never met you before, Matt, but I want to make sure you're not mad at me. that this I had nothing to do with this. I, I swear to God, nothing to do with it. Thanks for joining us today, and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure. I mean, I'm not I'm not too mad at you. I was on the receiving end of a couple unnecessary emails, but I'm sure. um, I, <laughs> I am here, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, for the listeners, you know, my name is Matt. I do host alongside David with the uh, the Wagon Wheel podcast, here for Bill's Wire, uh, and I also host a, a, a just a general football podcast of my own. It's called the Two Point Conversation, and it's a part of, uh, we just call it the network. It's located at BICBP-radio.com, and uh, you can listen to our shows. We have shows five days a week, every week, on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So, love football. Happy to be a part of uh you know, Bill's Wire, I'm happy to do my own thing, and uh, I'm very grateful to have been asked to be on here today, so thank you. Oh, 100%. We're happy to have you. Nick, how you doing, my man? Uh, well, I just got a haircut, and I've been doing very brutal in the sports books lately, so that's what that's I'm going to leave it at. Today, yeah, yeah. Know? No, I, same for me. I think if anybody knows a thing or two about sports betting, you're not doing well right now. That's what I'm. That's what, how I'm justifying it to my wife. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, DK Metcalf last night, they had a super boost. He gets a touchdown, and the Seahawks win. I had a separate parlay on the Seahawks winning, and I have DK. DK in my fantasy lineups and two teams. I'm like, all right, this is perfect. I'm going to be rooting for this anyway. And how the heck he didn't get a touchdown last night? He should have had like four. <laughs> he didn't get a touchdown. I was just, oh my gosh, you should have seen me. And I was no, watching the game, especially when he got tackled at the one. The things I yelled, things I yelled when he got tackled at the one, I cannot say right now. Right? No, no some, somehow, <laughs> somehow I bet. The first half under last night, which hit, and then I bet the game total under, which hit, and then I negated all that by betting the over 16 and a half Jacob Hollister catching yards. So what the hell was I thinking? It's just like a smack yeah. in my head on the table. But we're here to talk about the Bills, damn it. And uh, <laughs> you know, the, thing, the thing about the Bills, guys, is... They love to make this thing interesting, right? They just love to make it interesting. They can't go out there and dominate a game four quarters. They just can't help themselves. Plenty of hair-raising moments, and especially in this game against the Chargers in that second half. You know, they're leading the AFC East. They're right there. They're going to be a top-four seed. But you're you're building a 24-6 to lead early in the third quarter, and then you're kind of bumbling your way. You turn the ball over. I think it was like three straight possessions. They turned the ball over. Even the end of the game, Justin Herbert completing that like fourth and 30 pass like twice. Once was negated by the penalty, then he does it again. Uh, so, like, I guess that's like where I want to launch off today is just when we want to like anoint them as like a, a true contender, they do these things in these games. It's just so hard to trust them. I guess is what where I'm going. But what do you guys think about that? The hair raising moments the Bills continue to provide us with week in and week out. Yeah, Ryan, I'll, I guess I'll jump on it first, Matt. Uh, it, it's it's an interesting dynamic of this team, right? And it's it's sort of just been their mo all season. And the the the, the thing is, earlier in there was okay. The defense is going to be a liability. And now it's just almost, well, if it's not one thing, it's, it's the other. Uh, it's it's now the defense, uh, football outsiders, uh, DVOA, they're 
analytic, I guess, uh, outlet. Um, their their ranking of the Bills went from their defense went from 30th to seventh between I think the first they were 30th maybe the first five or six weeks. Now they're the seventh best defense in the league. So they fixed that. Now all of a sudden it's well, can they consistently just you know keep keep the ball, not turn it over three times in seven plays? And you know it's it's just it's it's not one thing, it's the other with this team, and it's almost. It's almost too Buffalo like, right? I mean, even when they have an eight and three record, there's still that feeling. It's like, come yeah. on, like, <laughs> when's, it, when's it coming? We've been so we've been doing this for a few weeks, Brian, and I tell you all the time that the Patriots aren't out of it, and and you know, and something's gonna. We, we did our game by game predictions last week, right? And what I say, the Patriots are gonna beat the Bills in a couple of weeks because. The Bills just don't beat the Patriots twice in a season. It just doesn't happen. No, so. I want to get to Matt's take here, but you stop that, Nick. The Patriots are out of it. You stop it. They're not in the hunt. They're not, not yet. Not yet. No, go ahead, Matt. What do you think about that? No, it's, uh, it was a little concern. It was actually a little concerning, uh, in my personal opinion, to, to see that happen. I mean, throughout the entire game, I did not, like, I, I was not comfortable with the Bills' lead. You know, I thought at any minute the Chargers can finally get a little bit um, efficiency going on offense. We know how good, how I mean, great and, and stunning that Justin Herbert has been uh, this year. Probably the walk-away offensive rookie of the year, maybe. Uh, and he, he dropped some dimes. He hit some thread uh, of the needle in a couple very tight passes and definitely changed the atmosphere of, th- of this game. And, and, and made us, I mean, I think it made a lot of Bills fans worry. Uh, the turnover thing was, was crazy uh, and, and wild. But yeah, I was a little concerned, especially coming after a bye week and the loss that uh, Buffalo had you know, against Arizona to kind of lose that way and to almost be in that situation again, it, it, a lot of concern, a, a lot of concern, honestly. This, this team will probably win the AFC East, but, you know, what, what's going to happen against a, a, a more inept offense like a Kansas City, which we've already seen, or Tennessee, who's getting hot again? It's very concerning, very concerning. Well, one thing the Bills do have going for them, guys, is uh, Brian Dable, and he's, he's killing it. He, and he had another great game, and you see teams across the league do these trick plays, and I know the Cole Beasley touchdown pass was uh, a, you know, a game-changing moment on Sunday for sure, but you see teams try these trick plays and they kind of work, right? Guys are kind of open, but uh, Gabriel Davis was wide freaking open on that th- that throw from Cole Beasley. That just means it's like a well-executed, you know, well-timed play. The defense had no clue it was coming. Part of that could be blamed on the freaking Chargers, right? I mean, I'm sure, but I mean, this is a guy that, you know, we start talking about 2021 like a lot of NFL teams are already doing, not the bills thankfully but some teams are already looking ahead and brian dayball could be in their plans do you guys think there's any shot this guy's still with the bills next year or do you think he's a head coach i think the fortunate thing that's going brian dayball's way is yes a lot of these creative plays are working and also just the league in general i mean he's technically i think he's a year older than sean mcdermott and brian dayball himself is still a young guy so i mean the league itself is going towards these younger guys and uh, oddly enough all of a sudden that works in brian dayball's uh, uh favor so Right now, I think he's definitely going to get interviews. I think last year he only got maybe one or two. Pardon me, I don't have that offhand. I know, I think Leslie Frazier got one as well, but I think uh, folks mostly view him as uh, kind of like a retried head coach slash he's working with Sean McDermott's defense. So Dave all gets a little bit more of the credit there uh, in terms of, of comparing him through to, to Leslie Frazier. But yeah, I think, um, you know, as, as long as Josh Allen doesn't completely, completely implode, and I don't think he has at all. I mean, has he slowed down from his MVP pace? Yes, but he ran the ball pretty well last week. And uh, I know we're talking about, hey, can Dave will keep doing these trick plays and, and this and that and these sexy things but I mean Josh Allen running the ball for 10 yards three four or five clips at, at a time you know that's 
That's good play calling right there. Yeah, I have to agree. He's probably going to get an interview maybe really close to a head coaching position uh, this season. Uh, I've had my ups and downs on, on Brian Dable uh, as far as thoughts go because I feel like sometimes his play calls can get very vanilla. But the last couple weeks have been probably some of his finest work as the uh, as the Bills offensive coordinator. Uh, the, the trick plays, I mean, you have to, in this day and age in 2020, you have to have those trick plays up your sleeve. You can't be, you know, run up the guts or just it's, it's not going to work. you got to be able to throw the, the defense off. The Bills have one of the best, you know, offensive units as far as being able to pull off that sort of stuff, and it's definitely worked for his advantage. And I think, uh, you know, I like Nick's point about him possibly going to Detroit. There's going to be a couple other teams that are looking for head coaches. I think there's about three or four vacancies at the moment, and obviously we don't know um, how many more will come at that. But I expect him to probably be closer than ever. I, I think for Josh Allen's sake, it is better that he stays, but. Unfortunately, I don't think uh, a guy like Dave was going to wait around for Josh Allen and, and whatever for a, for another head coaching opportunity. It doesn't come very often. So is the Bills' defense – I'm sorry, let me let me fix that. Is the Bills' pass defense, because we don't want to include the run defense, but is the Bills' pass defense actually trending in the right direction? I'll talk to the guys about that coming up next. Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends. Sit him, start him. These are the fantasy picks of the week. It will kill me if this game ends in a tie. I need this win. This game's pretty much done. With Corey Bonini from TheHuddle.com. Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com here to talk strong plays for Week 13 of the fantasy football season. Quarterback Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cousins has really picked up his play of late, and he gets a star receiver Adam Thielen back in the lineup after one week off due to COVID-19. Only the Dallas Cowboys have given up more passing touchdowns in 2020 than the Jaguars. Jacksonville is hardly a threat to pick off a pass, and the yardage against them is fifth in the NFL. Factor in Dalvin Cook, and Jacksonville's defense will be spread too thin. New England Patriots running back Damian Harris at the Los Angeles Chargers. All seven rushing touchdowns against the Bolts have come since week seven, and the position has yielded seven different performances of at least 60 yards in that time. There have been eight double-digit PPR efforts over that period as well, and Harris has a chance to rebound after a couple of weeks with lukewarm results. New York Jets wide receiver Brashad Perriman versus the Las Vegas Raiders. In Perriman's last five games, scattered over seven weeks thanks to injuries and a bye, the well-traveled veteran has generated at least 10.2 PPR points four times. Since since week 9's breakout game against the Pats, Perriman has produced with both Joe Flacco and Sam Darnold at quarterback. Las Vegas has given up a wide receiver touchdown every 12.3 completions, and just 10 teams have given up more yards to the position in 2020. And at tight end, Kyle Rudolph of the Minnesota Vikings will pick on the Jaguars one more time. As mentioned, Thielen returns to balance out this offense. The matchup is a major plus as well, and the Jaguars have granted tight ends four touchdowns in the last five games. The volume has been low, which, unlike week 12 for Rudolph, has been the norm all season long. And that's fine. You're only playing him as a flyer to get into the end zone, and he can be used as a stack with Kirk Cousins in redraft and DFS action in Week 13. So guys, dare I say that the Bills passing defense, at least not the rushing defense, I think there's a ways to go there, but the passing defense is actually trending in the right direction. Now, they didn't get completely torched by Justin Herbert, even though there were some moments. Herbert is a really good player, I think, and he's got to get you a few times, but they didn't get completely torched, and they're actually kind of trending in the right direction, right? They've been better on third downs for sure. They're getting more sacks from where they were in the first half of the season to where they are now. I think we can say they're healthier and they're definitely playing better football against the pass, which is key. What do you guys think about that? Yes, uh, I think it is trending in the right direction. Yeah, I think the Seattle game was, was the start of something. I know it wasn't the best passing defense day, but you know, it is it is trending. Justin Herbert can air it out. And I've watched this guy. He's dropped dimes and very, very accurate stuff. You know, 
very accurate passes and tight windows. I think he hit Keenan Allen for a very tight window pass on one or two defenders. He had a hail, almost a hail mary, pretty much a hail mary. And the Bills got to fix that part of their game, by the way, the hail mary defense. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you're not kidding. Two (laughs) two games in a row and multiple coverage, and you let that slip. That's not great. That's a problem. Overall, (laughs) yes, yes, Uh, especially against some of the the arms that you're probably going to play against in the postseason. So I mean, I think. Getting right at the good time. I will give credit to that rush defense, though. It's not where you want it to be, but uh, I thought they did a pretty good job. They held the Chargers to under 100 yards of uh, rushing offense. I think 78 yards total on on Sunday, which is not bad. He had a uh, returning Austin Eckler, who you know didn't really thrive in the run game. He did he did do pretty good in the receiving game, but uh, I mean that was a step forward. There's a lot that needs to go there, but I mean the secondary is 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 really good, and I'm still trying to figure out what happened, what the drop-off was between last year and this year, but they're getting good at the right time. This is right when you want things to start getting good, and I'm not, i gotta, I got to give the Bills a lot of credit in that regard. There's a couple different factors here, I think, in, in terms of the Bills' pass defense getting better um, or improving, we should say, and I think looking at their game against the Chargers, where it really starts at, wasn't particularly in the secondary, but I think just thought the pass rush in general is now getting some more consistent pressure. It's kind of weird in the beginning of the season. The Bills would get a sack or two a game because overall they wouldn't really get that generate that consistent pressure. And it looks like they're just doing better against it now. Uh, I, I, I don't think the Chargers probably have the best offensive line. Uh, that's kind of just where, where the Bills have been in terms of their playing the trenches. I think they're about an average uh, team, and they expose bad teams and struggle against good ones. So I thought the pass work was good. Uh, and number two, this was actually the first game, crazy enough, was just week 12. It was the first game where the Bills had both, and Josh Norman only played one snap on defense in this game, but it was finally, I think they're just finally healthy back there is what I'm getting at. Is they had Levi Wallace back there basically taking over the number two spot, um, and maybe even in practice, you know, that brings out the best in players, you know, having that extra competition because literally through the first 11 weeks of the season, as crazy as it's been, it's been Josh Norman's hurt. He comes back, and I think it was literally six plays into him, him and Levi Wallace playing together. Levi Wallace got hurt. Then he was out for a few weeks, and then Josh Norman gets COVID, and it goes back and forth. And then so finally they, they got that sense of stability. And, 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 and again, I mean, we can't really, you know, we, we have to mention, I think, uh, even though he's not, you know, uh, Tredavious White out there, number one cornerback. But I think A.J. Klein was such a liability in the middle of the field. And Tremaine Edmonds as well, linebacker, when he was hurt dealing with a shoulder issue. Just really everything is starting together, come together in this whole unit. And they're, I think, starting to become one again, as opposed to guys are hurt. Star Latulia opted out. You had to adjust this, that. And, and to Sean McDermott's credit, I mean, the, the Bills defense, whenever they've had a struggle or two during his tenure, they'll have a bad game or two. I mean, in his three years at the helm, he has, I think, Three or four times the Bills have had 200 plus yard rushers against them, which doesn't happen a lot, and it happens a lot to Sean McDermott. But to his credit, you know, I always I'll pick on him because he'll he'll have a 45 minute press conference and he won't say a damn thing. It's his all cool speak, but he knows how to he knows how to fix a defense. I'll, I'll give him that. Just get just get us off the field on third downs against good offenses and key moments. That's all you need. When we look at the playoff picture right now, you know, I know the Bills probably should be nine and two, right? They should be locking down that third spot. But the Hale Murray has has us as eight and three. And so, what do you guys think about the current spot the Bills are in in that four seed? And barring some epic collapse or some surge by the Miami Dolphins, the Bills are going to finish in the top four. Don't talk about Bill Belichick, Nick. You can just, you can get him out of your nightmares. Bill Belichick isn't coming to he's not coming to get the Bills. I promise you. You know the Bills if they do end up in this third spot, I know they could jockey with position with the Titans or Colts or 
whatever the hell happens there. But if they end up in that four spot, end up playing the Browns, that'd be a fun little thing. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think that'd be, you know, of course, like the, the, the all week long, you'd hear the battle of Lake Erie. Would that be, you know, Doug's for exactly. the rest of eternity? It's a fun and little course, rivalry it, thing there, though, right? Yeah, and if they had a battle of Lake Erie, it, I mean, the bar is so low for that game because it has been such like a barn burner of crap between those two teams. There, there's the one time where they played a 6-3 to three game in like a blizzard. It finished 6-3 to three and it was like ridiculous. But, you know, hey, maybe this one will probably be better. But I actually would like that, that matchup with the Bills. I mean, Baker Mayfield's not looking too scary in all, the last couple of weeks, to be honest with you. But it is such, it is so interesting how much of a cluster it is right now in that 5-6-7 spot. And you almost forget that there's seven teams now in the playoffs. They added one, which is, I think, fun, of course. The, it's working uh, out that, well. It's working out well. I like it. Hopefully, you know, folks don't let the uh, what's it the nfc east uh, with the two-win team that's going to make the playoffs hopefully they don't let that ruin it for everyone but you know that just happens but uh yeah no i think it's such a it's, it's hard to even say to to match up i mean we could we could see the dolphins we could see the colts we could see the, Red, the ravens the raiders all the way back and you know way way back i think it's got plummeted this yeah they're down the ninth nice place and they they're still in it i mean it's so packed the afc is you know pretty fun this year uh, uh, to be honest with this with added uh, bubble position here yeah the afc is really really deep this year and it has been a lot of fun but i think the nfc is pretty much settled it's just where people are going to fall into play where, where teams are going to fall into place the afc is relative is mostly undecided in that regard we have a lot of teams chasing a wild card spot I think right now, though, so with the, with the Bills being the fourth seed, they they're currently on the on the Steelers side of things, which is honestly right where I would want to be. If the Steelers continue to you know win and hold on to that number one spot, Buffalo, I, I would I think that's probably the best route to the AFC Championship is through Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh is where they end. Or they're trying to go eleven and zero. Eventually uh, they'll play. Yeah. They're they're ten and zero now, and they're trying to play the Ravens sometime. We'll we'll let you we'll let you know, Matt, when that game finally gets played. <laughs> Whenever that happens, anyway, they're undefeated, but there are questions about whether this team, you know, will continue to go undefeated and how they can perform against really good teams. Pittsburgh still hasn't quite a uh, you know a few good teams on their on their game slate, including Buffalo. And, and I'll just give a little shout out to my Colts. Maybe, maybe the Colts, you know, are a little competitive in that in that regard as well. But uh, nonetheless, I think for the Bills, the best route to the AFC Championship is being on whichever side. Kansas City is not. And uh, imagine with Cleveland would be pretty good. Cleveland's got a really good running game, and that's one of Buffalo's biggest faults. So it makes for some very good football. Up next for the Bills, a trip to Arizona. But they're not playing the Cardinals. We'll talk about that coming up next. It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast, joined by my colleague Jeff Clark. We're breaking down the Monday night football game between the San Francisco 49ers and Buffalo Bills. The 49ers come in as two-and-a-half-point underdogs as the official home team in this. They have minus 106 odds. The Bills, minus 115 odds to win by a minimum of three points. Jeff, do the Bills continue to roll through 2020, or are the 49ers back on track? Oh, for sure. I'm on the Bills to win by more than a field goal here. Josh Allen could stretch the 49ers defense more so than Jared Goff could last week. And I think this Bills defense is trending up. And it's going to do a good job against the 49ers rush and make Nick Mullins beat them in the air. I think the 49ers are back on track. That They're getting healthy. 
the the running game looking strong. The defense coming on as well. Kyle Shanahan's squad fighting for a playoff spot. I think they make it back to back and beat the Bills. Back the 49ers plus 2.5. So the Bills get the late game in a Monday night double dipper, we think, with the Steelers Washington game at 5 p.m. Side note, if that game does play, I know there's a lot of uncertainty about the NFL schedule these days, but I'm here for the Monday night double headers with the game at 5 p.m. Eastern and then the 8 p.m. game after. I'm kinda I'm here for that thing. I like that. That's that's a good thing. I think they should keep that going forward. But the 49ers, an interesting little matchup for the Bills. They just upset the Rams. They're getting healthier. Still playing Mullins at quarterback, so take what you will there. But the Bills are going to be two and a half point favorites, I think, right now with the game being played in Arizona as Santa Clara County, where the 49ers play, has new COVID restrictions, so you can't travel in there without quarantining, so they had to move the game to Arizona. So a little bit of a neutral site kind of thing going. I don't think that really matters these days. Anyway, what do you guys think about this matchup with the Niners and specifically about the point spread right now? So I don't think this Bills-San Francisco game is going to be a walk in the park like a lot of Bills fans might uh, suspect it is. Yeah, San Francisco's been plagued by the injury bugs. They've had it just as bad, if not as if not worse, than Philadelphia. You know, this team is, this is one of the most incredible Super Bowl hangovers that I've ever seen. But they are getting healthier at the right time. We all know how wild and crazy the NFC West is. Everybody is beating everybody. And they did. They just got a big win over a good Rams team. So, I mean, that's, that's momentum in their favor. Uh, I think Nick Mould is honestly one of the best backup quarterbacks in the National Football League. I don't think he gets a re- really enough credit. Probably top three, in my personal opinion. So, it's going to be challenging. It, it's certainly going to be, you know, always going to West Co- the West Coast is trouble. Time, time differences and, and whatnot. We all know what happened last time the Bills were at Arizona Stadium. But uh, it, it's going to be a good test. You know, San Francisco is getting a lot of key defensive pieces back. I know that the, the phrase trap game, it gets thrown around a lot, but it just kind of feels like one of those to me. Um, and I don't use that term lightly. I'm actually, I'm going to jump in the opposite direction of this one is Matt and uh, you know you guys both know me as Mr. Negative Nick over here but I actually think that the Bills have a really good look in this game. I'm trying not to take this personal because someone here had their parlay ruined by the 49ers last weekend and and it was me. Um, But I think that the Bills, I think in a more serious note, really the, the Rams should have won that game and the reason why the Rams didn't win that game was because they stunk on offense. They just stunk it up. Jared Goff was just so bad, and he he doesn't throw the ball down the field. And I think if the Bills coming out of last week were really they didn't even do too much with Josh Allen. I think he he attempted 24 passes. Matt Barkley got in there for a snap and just got demolished by Joey Bosa, which is just such a weird weird thing in that game. But um, yeah, I think that what last weekend's game for the 49ers came down to was I thought Jared Goff stunk, and I think that the Bills. Going off of their rushing attack last week, if they revert back to Josh Allen, I think they, they could win this game pretty pretty handsomely. And I think on offense, the 49ers really, really, really leaned on Debo Samuel last week. I'm sorry, I'll say it. I don't, I don't know if this is a bold take or not, but I think Tredavious White is definitely better than Jalen Ramsey. I think Jalen Ramsey is pretty overrated. I think he's a good cornerback, but I don't think he's an elite cornerback, and even though he's paid like one. And I think Tredavious White is definitely going to be better against Debo Samuel than Jalen Ramsey was. So those are my opinions. I'm actually very confident in the Bills this weekend against the 49ers, even though they're playing, you know, at the place where Kyler Murray was dubbed the league MVP. 
MVP for like 48 hours. Hey, Matt, what, <laughs> what are you working on for your podcast this week? Tell us some topics that you're tackling. We do our, re- our recaps right after, you know, every every game. We try to get everything out in the morning. But, so it's that like emotional uh, release right after the game, like get it out. Yeah, I have it ready. I, you know, I, I like, uh, what is it, Talladega Nights, that if you're not first, you're last <laughs> kind of thing. So I like to have it out as soon as possible. But, you know, I have a really great... I think chemistry with David, and we like to bounce stuff off of each other. I might be a little bit more critical and pessimistic of the Bills than he is, and uh, you know that's that, that he's he's a lot more optimistic. But we like to look at the good and bad, and what works and what doesn't, and, and try and offer solutions as best as we possibly can. We didn't get too much into the San Francisco game because we were we ran really long this week. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's for, for me, it's just really we recap, we talk stuff. We just we're gonna see how the Bills, you know operate against the San Francisco 49ers squad and and just take it from there. You know, one it's always a one game at a time kind of thing. I don't like to get too excited it, it, because, you know, I think midseason a lot of Bills fans had instant Super Bowl ambitions. So I try to like, okay, let's calm ourselves down. It's exciting. They're doing really good. But I don't want to – I've seen so many teams, you know, get so hot and then just fall off a cliff. And, and I try to be the voice of reason. I try to be the voice of reason on the show. No, that's interesting. That's what Nick is for our show, for the Bills Wire show. That's definitely he's the voice of reason. But he's conditioned to be. Bills fans are just conditioned. Like they're conditioned to think that the Patriots aren't out of it. That Bill Belichick's going to come and like spoil the party somehow and screw things up. And maybe the Dolphins will come catch them. Like Nick, you just got to take a deep breath. It's not going to happen. The Bills are eight and three. Should be nine and two if they could just defend the hell freaking Mary. They can't figure that thing out. Once they figure that out, they'll be better off. So uh, you just got to take a deep breath. Sleep well, Nick. All right. Like the Bills are okay. Yeah. No, I think the Bills are. Okay, but I just don't think that. I, I tell you every week, it sucks. It's a week to week league. And I said, even last week, I even had to eat my own words. I said, well, if you look at the Patriots' final six games here, what's the toughest one? I said, well, the next one against the Cardinals, and they won that game. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, they beat the Ravens. I mean, the Patriots are pretty surprising. No, you guys, you guys stop that. Nope, nope, they're done. <laughs> they're done. They've been buried since the Bills lost, since they lost to the Bills. Me, Nick and I have been talking about that all year. Nope, they've been done. They were, they're done. They're done. <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 do it to me. They they're not roping me back in, guys. They're not. They're not. So nope. yeah, of course I'm coming at you from New England here. So I've been watching the Patriots, of course, like a little Patriots honk that I am. Uh, but anyway, Matt, <laughs> Matt, we loved having you, my man. Uh, don't be a stranger. Come on anytime. All right. Oh, this was awesome. I, seriously, I thank you for doing this. I don't got a whole lot going on right now, so. Um, I appreciate being asked and uh, getting to be on the Bills Wire podcast again. It's always nice. <laughs> we're, we're happy to have you on the show that you once had. So, uh, yeah, anytime. So, yeah, I think Nick, I think I speak for Nick as well. Anytime. You can come, on, come back on next week, finish the season, whatever you want to do, my man. I'm game for it. Thank you. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.